Just Giver Podcast with Ryan and Keys. Conversations about giving it your all, embracing life to the fullest, and giving back to the people, places, and communities all around you. Welcome back, human beings of planet Earth. You are listening to Just Giver. Just Giver. With Ryan and Keeks. Keeks, how are you doing, buddy? Buddy, not bad for a Wednesday evening. This week is flying by, and uh, yeah, it's exciting. Very exciting. Right on. What's been going on in the world of Keeks? What's well, been happening? Well, Mother Nature delivered some goods she to certainly the sweet did. little mountain town of Rosland. Oh. We got like 30-odd centimeters of white, low-density, fresh yeah, on out there. So I think it was more like forty too. Forty. Yeah, Ooh, I didn't measure this afternoon, so I believe it. Oh, um, so good. Yeah, dude. We went like yeah. I feel like it's been so long since we've actually had like a good start to the season. You know, in my time here, it, it's always been late or hasn't happened. So yeah, frothing, it, trending that way. Definitely trending that way. Yeah, which is sweet. So. Yeah, that's been going on. Uh, my crew and the team works getting ready to rock and roll for opening day. Lots of other fun little things happening on the side. What about Mr. Ryan LaChapelle's world? What's going on there? <laughs> I love it, man. Um, yeah, just frothing over the powder, obviously. Mm. Um, just thinking about how good of a powder it would have been out there oh, <laughs> if the ski season was underway. Big time. I heard some... Uh, I heard some reports that a few shorter statured friends might have been up to their waist. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> Let's Works go. Well. Uh, um, we got, speaking of frothing, yeah. we got a little froth professional treatment with the uh, Roslyn Mountain Film Festival. We sure in did. In the last seven days. We were there. Yeah. That was a good time. It was. Yeah. Thursday was? Was the youth film. Yeah. In uh, in the miners hall there, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Bunch of kids under what was it? Under eighteen. Under eighteen. Yep. Submitting their own films, filmed, edited, everything by them. Pretty pretty creative showings. Yeah. A variety of topics, not just action sport related too. Yeah, definitely. I love the advertisement one. <laughs> The, the weird and wacky foot bomb foot cure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of them were uh, the unique choices, unique yeah. uh, unique themes to the edit. But no, it was awesome, and yeah. it was just awesome to be there sponsoring the event. Yep. Your right. Team Giver Foundation sponsored, and uh, what was the prize for the people? We choice gave youth? away a red season's pass. Awesome. So yeah. we're going to see. Uh, it's Marcus, isn't it? Marcus up yeah. the hill. Nice. Yeah. Marcus, well deserved. So yeah, no, that, that that was sweet. That was fun. And oh, then yeah. we obviously, uh, yeah, we did the adult one too on the Saturday night. We went to the big boys and girls party on Saturday night. Yeah, that's it. And gave away the People's Choice Awards. So same thing. Adults submitting their videos and that uh, was hype. Yeah. Then sure enough, local legend mm. Mike Hopkins. Yep. Name wins it. More of on this this. He uh, sound wave. Yeah. I mean, he won it, uh, obviously, but uh, not just him. Tyler McBride, mm-hmm. Josh Solman, yep. Maddie Lewis, like everybody that 
built that trail. Obviously, that was that was super well deserved. But it was just so cool, Mike, uh, getting that, and he was at the youth night as well, doing yeah. a presentation, um, showing some of his work or mm-hmm. you know his best work throughout his career. And uh, his, anyways, I'd, what, what I'd an never, inspiration! I'd like, never seen his his bike films prior to that. Yeah. Um. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Look forward. To, I know, yeah, right? Look forward to some conversations on that and finding out more of his creative direction with it all. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. His creativity is is wild. And it's just like, just from watching like action sports edits, like my whole life, whether it's skiing mm. or, or surfing or snowboarding or mountain biking or what, whatever action sports, but like the way he edits and like tells a story and just like pieces everything together is so unique. It's like nothing yeah. I've ever seen. And I mean, yeah, what a, what a special talent. Speaking of, Speaking nothing of, I've ever seen, Yes. At the adults' night, yeah, for the Rosalind Mountain Film Festival, the Saturday, they uh, previewed Magic Hour. That's right. Keaton Gravity Research's new release. Yes, with local up and coming legend Simon Hillis, your yeah. boy, our boy, collectively, oh! boy. Yeah, it was fire. Ah, so his sick. part was fire. Yeah, the tomahawk of the uh, <laughs> the season to start his part was. <laughs> hilarious you know what it reminded me of i'm so stoked for simon like just moving here you know almost eight years ago mm-hmm. and like simon's 20 now yeah right so he was 12 when i showed up <laughs> and just a kid right totally and he's just has grown into this like man and just like obviously mm-hmm. like the skier he is and just everything about him i i, I love side but just to see him on the big screen you know Unreal. and one of the biggest uh, ski companies being TGR film mm. companies and uh, yeah, what what a time! Yeah, what I what I found really neat about th- that release too. First time that I can think where a release full length production like that has almost featured just as much snowboarding and skiing, yeah, and really blended right. it right. That's right. Like Jeremy Jones and a few other hitters touring with like that's the yeah. way that this industry is going yeah that's the way that we all get out and enjoy the hill and super inspiring i think to see that blend of people just regardless of the craft underneath your feet getting out getting after it giving it yeah just giving her Ow! (laughs) (laughs) i totally agree man because like a lot of the time i'm skiing with with snowboarders totally and yeah i love it i mean (laughs) <laughs> some of my best buds are snowboarders obviously and exactly. i've snowboarded a little bit myself but it's it's just cool because like yeah it just feels more natural because yeah a lot of you know not, snowboarders ride together all the time so yeah. why aren't they in the same film you exactly know? we're you not know? stuck back in the early 90s in the heydays of biffing and arguing <laughs> over you know. one love man one love for sliding downhill at speed <laughs> that's it nice well i guess today i really wanted to get into kind of the the origins of this podcast yeah uh and give everyone at home listening a bit of a background on how we both ended up here totally we're both not born and raised kootenai lads and rolls and this or it feels like home now but totally you know. so ryan how long have you been here in rosland and where did you come from how did you get here <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all great questions, man. Mm. And kind of gives me like shivers just thinking about it because mm. 
this place is special and it's like you you know when you've been here and and you 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 know just spend time here you get to you get to just feel it you know mm-hmm. and uh i feel like yeah the journey of getting here has been super special and it's been super um you know kind of all over the place but uh but yeah i think once i was here and experiencing that first year i was you know immediately sold on the place the skiing first and foremost what year was that that was in uh, 2015. And you'd never been here prior to that? No, I, I mm. yeah, I, I was here prior to that. So how did I get here? I would, so I, I, always had a, I always had a dream as a kid to move out west, right? Be, yep. Being from Ontario, um, growing up uh, in Collingwood and skiing at Blue Mountain. And uh, skiing was always like my biggest passion. And... Yeah, there was always this dream to move out west after head, high school. Head to the wild frontier. Oh, 100%. 100%. So that was always the dream. And then, yeah, once I graduated, ended up uh, moving to Banff and working at Sunshine Village mm-hmm. and experiencing that first year, the first proper year in the mountains, living on my own, you know, living in hostels for a couple months before getting a place and meeting all these foreigners from everywhere. Like it was just the rightful starting ski bomb experience. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then, uh, yeah, just experiencing that first year working on trail crews still to this day, one of the funnest jobs I've ever had just like on skis every day doing their snow farming, like pretty much the equivalent of snowmaking, but all by hand mm-hmm. in the Alpine, mm-hmm. capturing snow so we can spread it around. Anyways, the, the whole experience, what I'm getting at was just like incredible. And from that moment forward, I knew that I needed to be out here. Mm-hmm. And it's a big deal to me. It's a big deal when I like even like look back now and I'm sure it's for you as well, Keegan, being from Australia and all, and mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even know this, but I'm assuming most of your family is from Australia. But from that moment forward, I knew that I'm going to be living in BC. Like mm-hmm. as much as I love my family back home and it's and everything like that, it's just like I fell in love with the mountains, mm-hmm. you know? And and coming out here and experiencing that and just the froth levels and passion I have for the sport in general, yep. just like, it just made sense. And then I knew from that point, I was going to dedicate my life to this sport, nice, my passion, and just, yeah, immersing myself into it, mm-hmm. right? And, um, and working in the ski industry too. I just love the whole vibe of, you know, just different people showing up every year from this country and that country yep. and, and getting to know them and then having the opportunity to go visit them mm-hmm. and just like experience their culture and whatever they do. So season in Banff? Yes. And then you came straight to Roslyn and Red or was there something in the middle there? No. So then I went to Nelson. Mm-hmm. Um, I studied ski resort operations and management at Selker College. I met one of your old lecturers today. Did you today? Yeah, I was in Nelson at sitting at exam for a similar reason. I met 
Bob. You meant Bob Dodge? Yep. Oh, what a legend. Yeah, he spoke very highly of you. Oh, that's... I said terrible things about you, but... (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Bobby. Yeah, there you go. Anyways, so you're Nelson. That's hilarious. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good that they're just down the street. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, in Nelson and got to experience, obviously, skiing at Whitewater. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that year, uh, it was our winter work term. Mm-hmm. So we had to get a job at some ski resort. Yep. And that's when I went to Revelstoke. Gotcha. So yeah, um, got hired on as like the ticket checker team lead. <laughs> Such a random a job. for it, yep. <laughs> but it, Revy was so... It was so exciting at this time because this was only when it was like their fifth year of operation. Mm. And there was a lot of hype around Revy. Oh, yeah. Still is. I was frothing to go there. Like I knew like this was the biggest up and coming resort in North America. Mm. It has big mountains, big terrain. It gets a lot of snow. Big time. Yeah. So uh, I I was just so stoked to to go there and anyways i'm i'm making this story drag on revelstoke rosland yeah yep yeah but okay but i was in you're good i was in revy for two seasons and uh oh, i could talk about it forever but the, the, the og giver crew <laughs> was formed was, was formed yes, that's important the og giver crew was formed in revelstoke um Anyways, we'll talk about that on another podcast. But then mm-hmm. um, from Revy, yeah, then went to, well, then lived in Australia for a year. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that in a later time. Mm-hmm. But uh, And then uh, went to Castle Mountain. Holy, I didn't know Castle was in there too. Yeah. Ca- You've been around, bud. Yeah, Castle... Castle is Western Canada's wildest redneck resort. <laughs> Straight up, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. You uh, you haven't been, have you? No. Okay. Do Dude, uh you we do gotta you, go. How do you close? We gotta go. And I still haven't uh skied castle castle on a proper castle day, okay. meaning deep blower pow. Like oh, okay. deep blower. Anyways, we gotta go. Castle. Yep. But you would love yeah. it. Yep. And then oh, love everything. Yep. Yeah. And then that season was terrible and we ended up shutting down the resort right after family day, mid-February. Pulled That's a pin on the rest of the season. Early. That was wow. literally it. Okay, yep. And we all got laid off. It was just like, and I, I started there. This was a brand new position mm-hmm. they implemented, the mm-hmm. sales and marketing coordinator. And I, I was there loving it, living at the resort, the mm-hmm. end of the road. Mm-hmm. Anyways, shut it down, moved back home, worked at Blue doing their events. Yep. Um. And helping out with Erica and the crew, what a time! Oh my gosh! Yep. And then, uh, and then, didn't know what I was gonna do. And then the fall came around. I'm like, shit! Like, am I gonna go back? Like, go back west? You know. Anyways, it was. It's a long story, but didn't end up going back to Castle. But you're then, getting there. Yeah, but then <laughs> found um, the events job at, at Red. Red. And just from experiencing doing events at Blue, and they were super exciting events. I was like. This sounds awesome. Like mm-hmm. it sounds like a fun job. I I had been to Red twice, and you okay. asked me that, but I'm not answering it until now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but visited Red when gotcha. I lived in Banff, my yep. first year out yep. here, and came out here with a with a 
big crew of sunshine people. Anyways, fell nice. in love with it. Yep. Walked into like freaking mine shafts, like on Red Mountain. <laughs> Classic experience. Yeah. Oh, what a place. Anyways, where so else that, do you get that? Oh, anyways, yeah. Nowhere. Keep going. You're Crazy. in a roll. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, was like, oh, that place is cool. You know, we had like a good night out. I'm like, I always had like a good, uh, a, a good like vibe over red ever mm-hmm. since I came here for the first time. And then in college, me and my, and my two good buddies sorry, three good buddies, uh, came here for the rail jam for the Rosin Winter Carnival. Mm, on Queen on Street. On Queen Street, the yeah, whole street. That's pretty iconic too. And it was like, I remember we got here, we were so hungover, like crazy. <laughs> like, and uh, and uh, I looked at it and I thought immediately like, this is the coolest rail jam I've ever seen in my life. And yeah. I've done a lot of rail jams. To paint a picture for, for people at home, Queen Street uh, is is a major street in downtown Roslyn, albeit the small downtown area. <laughs> but it's wedged right between essentially one of the local coffee shops and the post office. Yeah. And during Winter Carnival weekend, they shut down the street, built a kick-ass rail jam that then anyone could go ride and compete in. And that's exactly what you're describing. Yeah, and you're literally skiing down the street beside people's homes. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> and at that time, it was we don't we haven't done it for a few years. We use half the street now, mm. but it was the full Queen oh, Street no like, way. to Up the, the intersection. Top. Yeah, right. Oh my god! And it's like mm. that's like a that's a run. That's like a park run on that's, the street. That's a decent <laughs> distance. Yeah. So, anyways, those are my two first introductions to Rossland, and and then um, so you landed the events job. Yeah. Events manager. Events coordinator. Coordinator. Yep. yep. What what year was that? Twenty uh I think it was twenty fifteen. It could have been uh, okay. it, was, it must twenty fourteen. Man, I'm so bad with years. <laughs> it's crazy. But you're going on how many years kicking a red as events? Because that's that's the character and the profession that I've known you. Yes. This would be season number eight. Woo! Yeah. Wild. Yeah. And uh yeah, man. Ready to buck. <laughs> it's like yeah, I, I gotta tell. I just have to tell my day one, day one story. Shoot it, and I, then I really want to hear how you got here. Okay, because I, I, I don't yeah. know how you got here. Ooh. right? No, no I, don't, I don't. I don't I'm think trying so. to think if you've told me, but I don't think you have. I don't know. Go on, okay. day one story. Anyways, so I'll match it with a good day one story. <laughs> oh yeah, um, and so uh, yeah, just on par with what's going on right now because opening day is next Saturday. The tent. Yeah. Real soon. So my first opening day here, um, I was out there. I got hooked up with Ryan Flett, which was our photographer at the time. And Jamie. Big Rizz- name in the media world. Definitely. Yeah. He's yeah. Super. And Jamie name. Rizzuto. And Jamie Rizzuto, which I didn't even know who, who he was at the time, mm. obviously. But uh, yeah, Jamie snowboards and, um, and we went up and I remember like it was a full blown powder day. Mm-hmm. We got 29 centimeters, 30 cms overnight and it had already snowed uh, 260 centimeters, something what? like that. Like what? Yeah. Leading up to opening day. So it was like. I didn't know what I was in for. Yeah, I skied red once or twice before, but wow. I, it wasn't good. Like, it wasn't pow. Wow. Like, it was just blown out. But uh, so we went up 
and it was just like ski anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll I'll never forget it. We're going up Motherload, mm-hmm. and we're getting near the top. Mm-hmm. And Rizzuto's like, Ryan, what do you want to ski? I'm like, dude, this is my first day. Like, <laughs> like, like I don't know, man. Like, what yeah. do you, like you? I'll follow you. Let's go. And Ryan was like, yeah, let's do a run, and then we'll take photos of second run or whatever. So I remember we're almost at the top, and Rizzo's like, it was kind of low vis, and Rizzo was like, what about this run underneath us? And, he, mm, and he's pointing down the mighty, mighty east face of granite. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, sure, man. Like all I could see was like cliffs and it was low vis, <laughs> but there was just like some drops here and there. And I was just like, so my first run at red, I followed Jamie Rizzuto down Link's line. Nice. And that's where it all started. Baby. Nice. Fuck. Yeah. That's uh, that's hot. Yeah. yeah. That's hot. Yeah. You ski well. I'm sure you did then. Jamie rides well and he knows his place very well. That's for certain. So that's hype. So I want to say after that first run, Mm -hmm. I was sold on this place. Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah. Here you are still kicking. That's it. (laughs) But I want to hear how you got here, buddy. Yeah. Uh, Airplane. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so uh, right right i didn't swim i didn't come by boat that would have taken a while uh man i'll give a few key background details just set it all up so thick accent grew up in western australia very far from any kind of snow grew up with a skateboard surfboard underneath my feet uh, and a very fortunate card in life, which is my old man's Canadian. Right. So most of his side of the family is scattered across BC. And a few times growing up, we came for visits. Uh, we came for a visit when I was like 12, 2005. One of my uncles works out at Apex Mountain Resort. Oh. Um, in the lift operations, general operations department there, right? Still does to this day. Oh, wow, cool. So my first introduction to snowboarding was frothing age 12. Had a skateboard, surfboard, board sport. Duh, like it was going to happen. Yeah. Fell in love, had three weeks, found my thing, if you would. And that was at Apex? Apex. Sick. Yeah. I yeah. went there last season for the first time. Great hill. Yeah, fun, cool. Fun, fun little hill. And then from that first trip, we also kind of toured all around BC and up through the Icefields Parkway in the Rockies. And I got a real taste of what um, the sights and sounds were here. Yeah. That imprinted and I always knew that somehow, someday, I got to get back. Yeah. And I guess- How long was that trip? I'm just curious. Eight weeks. Eight, so it was two, two months. Yeah, two months. Yeah. And yeah, three weeks on snow and then five weeks exploring, seeing family. Mum and dad um, took us, my younger brother and I, essentially on like a skateboard trip of, you know, every city we stopped in, the boards came out of the suitcase. We rolled around in a bowl. Oh, wow. I didn't know you skateboarded. My first, I don't too much anymore. Yeah. My okay. first memory of Banff was a moose running across the road in the industrial area and there was an indoor skateboard park. I don't think it exists anymore. I know the one you're talking about yeah. though because I've rollerbladed there. Yeah. So we, Joel and I, my younger brother ripped there. Anyways, 
So that imprinted really strong and then always knew that I wanted to come back. I had a uh, few visits back as an adult and just kind of always felt that I wanted to chase my roots here. And there was a part of life that needed to happen being in this side of the world. Yeah. A series of events and a, a full professional career in Oz then kind of led to a, a point where a lot of changes happened. And myself and my best mate back from Oz of uh, 16 years were like, now's the time. We, we've both been talking about it. And the world hasn't really aligned it. Now's the time. Like, let's do it. Let's go to BC, move, set up life, do a ski season. Yeah. How, how old were you? 20, 26? Yeah, 26. Right. So, and I'm just curious, how long has your dad lived in Australia for? Ooh, since prior to me being born. He, oh, okay. He uh, very happily settled there. And will never come back to the cold. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. And your mom's from Australia? She's from Australia. So She's the, from WA? No, South Australia. Oh, I've, okay. Yeah. I've always the, wanted to go to WA, man. Yeah. Oh. It's a great place. Yeah. The rough story there is mum, as a 19-year-old, came over to Vancouver as a nanny, uh, explored, loved, um, you know, everything about Canada and being here. Her and dad kind of kicked off, but yeah. didn't kick off fully yeah and then a few years went by and dad kind of chased her down to oz right they were having a good time i came to be my younger brother came to be <laughs> they're still great individuals and both beautiful brilliant parents they decided they weren't the best fit for each other anymore but i got the best of both worlds in terms of being able to you know be a, right. a dual citizen of two great countries so right no, that's awesome. I just wanted some backstory. Yeah, yeah. But so that's it. You and your best bud We're decide and you're moving to Canada and you're and rechasing Aiden, your roots, so baby. Aiden, my best mate, yeah. uh, we knew it had to be somewhere in the interior. We wanted, ideally, Fernie, Revelstoke, Rosland, one of the three. Yeah. Great choices. Yeah. Yeah. We'd, we'd put in applications like everybody else does as you do. Yeah. And initially it was tough because we didn't hear too much back. Um, but then all lines and all roads started to point here. So Aiden got a sweet job uh, as one of the techs in the shop at Red. Yeah. Um, I got a job initially with lodging. Yeah. And I was actually, I was always so committed to moving and coming across that. October in the fall prior to moving, moving across. I came and visited for a month, bought my old truck. Yeah. <laughs> Legendary now. Legendary old Ford. Oh, what a beauty. What a camper, beauty. dude. That was yeah. classic. You're living in the um, 70s there. Just kind of getting things set up. Yeah. And I was like, well, I may as well drive through every town, see some friends that we had in Fernie, cruise through Revy and cruise through Rosin. And I remember driving through in the fall of that year. And just being like, man, this place has just got a good feeling. And I got out and talked to everybody. Everyone was so outrageously friendly. Yeah. I talked to one of the guys I now know to be the snow host about kind of where Roslyn sits in the, mo in the mixture of the monarchies and the Selskirks and the donuts. And anyway, the real deciding factor was I was hungry. I went into Ferraro's for lunch just thinking it was a grocery store. And I remember walking out of Ferraro's. You could eat. Uh, yeah, exactly. I walked out of Ferraro's. And I called Aiden straight away and was like, dude, 
this is the best grocery store I may have ever walked into in my life. We've got to make Red and Rosalind happen. That's what you said. That was that was word for word. Literally. About, literally. It's so crazy how so many people the food, here man. <laughs> love Ferreros. I mean, it's unreal, but like everyone talks about yeah, it. Yeah. So this is cool. And then uh yeah, twenty nine the winter of twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. was my first winter living working here. Mm-hmm. We flew into Calgary on December 4th. Right. Booked it straight from Calgary to Rosland. Our staff party was that night. It was... <laughs> what was the theme? What was the theme? Olympics. It was, Red it was Olympics. the Red Olympics. Um, Aiden and the rentals and retail was dressed up as Kiwis. Easy. Uh, lodging then... Was dressed up as what were you, yeah. What were you? Uh, we were we were Germans. I was in Lederhosen. Or Lederhosen. Yes. And uh, we went to town and just was like that was the introduction to the culture, the people, the the party, the atmosphere of it all. And so yeah. that was the night that we. I don't know if we met that night, but we bumped past that night. We for sure. must have. Yeah. Because yeah. I was definitely. All dressed to the nines, <laughs> running that event yeah, party, correct. whatever. Yeah, yeah. You and I, I remember like, because you guys stood out. Like, yeah, you were like, you guys were frothing. <laughs> I just speak time. The later hosen like is is like yeah. hitting my mind. That was right such now. that was such a great introduction to a wonderful group of people. We end up heading down to the Legion after the event finished up at the hill and end up getting on stage with Stubbs in the band. And I played bass with them for like two and a half, three hours. I don't play bass. <laughs> It was just like, oh, we can make this work. Yeah, anyway, you're, you know, um, once a musician, always a musician. You guys can yeah. just pick up any <laughs> instrument and just give her. So then 2019, 20, oh, <laughs> was the first winner. Obviously, the world then kind of shut down in uh, that March. Right. But always here to stay. Was going to make Rosin home. Did a lot of tripping and exploring. Came back the following year. And okay, sorry. Your first winner was the winner we shut down in March COVID. of COVID. Right, right, okay. You betcha. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then was always going to stay and still make things of being here. Mm-hmm. So stayed next year. I was, well, I guess in that first winter, I transferred from lodging to lift operations. That's where I wanted to be. Right. Um, kind of wheezed with my way in there. Yeah. Second year, I, uh, yeah, was in lift operations again. I worked in the high performance store, getting people stoked out on gear every day. Yeah. And I did this little thing called snow reporting most mornings. <laughs> Dude, you were sick. <laughs> it was you fun. Well, you still gotta do it. Well, you know, celebrity it, appearances. Yeah, it was uh it was it was totally fun. And then uh yeah, all with the intention of like, all right, I'm here, I wanna really make something of this industry, try and hustle put my best foot forward. I'm passionate about all this, passionate about people enjoying this space and place. I know how wild it is and what it means. And then last season, I was pretty fortunate to uh, essentially ask my way into and work my way into the lift operations manager role. And now it's my return season in there. So this is season number four, Yeah, which I'm fresh still, but it feels like home and Red's a hell of a place to work. Oh, I love that, dude. I, yeah. I I love hearing that because um, you just you know explaining those three different jobs you had mm-hmm. your second year mm-hmm. in rentals and lifts and snow reporting. Mm-hmm. It's like that's red, you know. Yeah. You're not doing that at like <laughs> Silver Star, 
Panorama no. or wh- wherever. I mean, wherever. Like, it's yeah. just cool because it's like, it's, it's a, it's like it, it's considered a small resort, but with like these huge terrain, huge terrain, huge multiple terrain. mountains to access and everything like that. So you don't get those opportunities that I feel like at many other places. No, and um, and for that to lead in, and obviously you'd be motivated to you know want to stay at Red and 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 you know just work your way up or wh- however you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and to come into the lift ops manager role, it's cool. It's cool, man, because like this is your second year in it, and I just want to mention like half of your, st- like literally half of your staff, which is how many again? Thirty odd staff, 60, 65 total this year. Yeah, I, and I, I just think that's so cool. Like for a guy like myself that's been in the ski industry for for my whole life, yeah, it's just like um, having that many people come back because. Uh, so, they love you, man, and uh, that's that's definitely part of it. Don't even don't even jump on the mic, but uh, I just think that's cool, man. Yeah, it's yeah. it's neat. It's um, it's about culture, right? It's about creating this space and place where people feel valued, and there are shared virtues that yeah. you really all join in on a bond together. Um, and I think really fortunately for me, my professional background in Oz in kind of general recreation, aquatics, leisure, gym, and different managerial roles there led to knowing uh, and understanding and being parts of really powerful leadership groups and management teams that, yeah, if you build the foundations of the group that you're around, people want to stay. They Mm want to hang out. They want to have a good time. They want to work hard, and that's what we do. That's what I've seen you do the last however many years. And yeah, we've uh, known each other. Yeah. But not really known each other. Yeah. Like I know, I've known who Ryan LaChapelle is. Yeah. <laughs> Events manager, Red. Ah, sick. Frother, Rad's gear. Good dude. But I don't really know your depth. And the kind of origin of this conversation popping up was two years ago. We went off and uh, were rookie tree planters in the same camp together. <laughs> this guy was wow trees in the uh, ground. Oh my gosh! What Almost, an experience. Yeah, but what right? an experience just because like the classic tree planter is like you know early twenties or late teens. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like twenty twenty one, and then we're coming in we're there a little as seasoned. a thirty year old rookie. <laughs> myself and then you know yeah totally anyways but but yeah it it was it was cool it was a wild time and we had a few interactions during that season which were like man we gotta we gotta talk a bit more or Mm -hmm. hang out a bit more and get to know each other and in um in silver culture and tree planting it's a very uh arduous hard laborious kind of role and you, you with the company that we worked for and i still work for you run a three day on one day off rotation for your planting season and days off and the night of day off is usually quite you know get together get a little loose and party and have a laugh and one of those evenings i decided ah i want it been a lot of dance music i was like i need to put on some rock and roll man i need to change yes so then Decided to put on the 
Adam's like rock and roll radio show that year. Yeah, it was so Which, sick. Out of your truck, your yeah. camper, yeah. your Kira doll, <laughs> Keegan's big. Oh, she's. Yeah, we, we set up a little speaker and a desk outside this old 1976 camper I had on the back of my 1995 <laughs> Ford. Yeah. And you and I sat down to one part of the three, four hours of the radio show broadcast. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that in inverted quotations. Yeah. And just shot the shit like this. Totally. And I was like, man, that was the the origin of the light bulb for, you know, I guess eventually having the conversation approach you to we should do something. Totally. And you were just telling me the story about our wild ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Is, I totally remember, skipped it, my mind. Yeah, that night was sweet, man. We're just like... So this is the last night of our planting season, which was in the middle of the 20... 21 heat wave in bc oh yeah like that last week of planting we were planting in like mid 40s 43 45 degrees that was insane good for me everyone else was dying like people almost died (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. and it was just yeah it was wild because like yeah we're driving down those last handful of days and then they're like you see a a fire on the other side of the lake and one's on your side and then there's another one popping up we were on fire that crazy yeah we were on fiery vac standby for almost two weeks there yeah 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 and then sure enough on our last night like we finished that day Mm -hmm. you know uh you know crew plant and like and then anyways yeah just came back and obviously it was going to be a good night because everyone was leaving the next day Mm -hmm. and you know everyone's all getting dressed up we're getting yep. fired up it's like it's gonna be a sick night yeah. and then sing some frost and yeah dance a little and and we did those awards that night paper too. plate awards oh, yeah paper plate awards yep. that was so fun um anyways and then we started getting into it and then i remember like you were you were at your truck and then i i came over to see what's up and yep. come hang obviously yep. we finally <laughs> talking and shooting the shit yep. yeah yeah, totally. And then, uh, and then I don't know. It wasn't even that long. It was like probably like fifteen minutes, maybe mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. And then all you hear is uh, 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 three the, horn honks. The class- means muster. There's something going wrong. Yeah. So good old pager. Page McPhee. <laughs> oh, what a legend. Um, yeah, old old supervisor. He uh, gets everybody together and uh, pretty much says, guys. Uh, pack up your things we need to evac out of this place Mm -hmm. there's a fire in the area Mm -hmm. it's spreading and it it was crazy eh? i remember looking up like right after he said it and the sky was like glowing Glowing red yeah yeah just glowing red and ashes were falling Mm -hmm. from the sky Mm -hmm. and it was such a crazy moment i and I was so bummed. I think we were all bummed. We we're like, oh, we're just one totally. last night together like, to just celebrate yeah. this season and uh, you know all the work. But yeah, what, what a what a wild ride! And then what yeah, a wild ride. an hour to can- an hour to pack up, and then like, well, I think we had a few more than that. It was like three hours packing. Oh, was up. it? Yeah. And then just like that fifty person convoy <laughs> out of the middle of nowhere on a f- dusty forest service road. Yeah, that took. A drive that in average to good conditions takes an hour and a half took almost three hours and a half hours. But we made it out safe. It was the right call by everybody. But yeah, 
We never got to have that conversation, which we kind of have now. I was frothing too. <laughs> I don't even know what we were talking about, but I know we were just stoked to hang and like probably it was going to be a good night ahead. Probably for us. surfing. Oh, surfing for probably sure. some snow activities. Oh yeah, just all the good things. All the good things. All the good things. But so then, yeah. So then, not long ago, I approached you, mm-hmm. and been on my mind kind of since that point in time that I wanted to start a conversation like this with you. And I've been really fortunate to be embedded and indoctrinated to the the culture and values of Rosalind and of Red and seeing how much influence and positivity you spread and the positivity and influence that's been given from the Team Giver Foundation um and learning of yeah kind of how and where that came to be and now wanting to yeah come on board and really be a part of the mission that you are moving forward with so that's probably a good kind of segue and introduction to what yeah for those who don't know i guess what is the Team Giver Foundation, and where did it come from? Totally. Um, Yeah, thanks for those kind words, man. Um, I guess we obviously, yeah, I want to go back and obviously talk about Kenneth. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't think I mentioned him when I was telling my story on how I ended up here in Rossland, Red Mountain. But, uh, but obviously the team giver foundation, um, yeah, it was started because of him and mm-hmm. I got, I got to go, if we're getting, we're getting into this, I got to go back to the origin of giver. Tell me about that. Right. Because yeah, team giver formed with yeah. the emphasis is on giver. Yeah. And which means give it all you got a hundred percent full commitment it's a very let's go it's a very canadian word oh yeah one of the greatest canadian slangs there is totally and i have a yeah there's a story about that okay so people of people kind of ask me like when did you start saying giver and i didn't i don't i didn't actually like know but what i do know is me and my me and my good buddy Burmy, we had this website back in the day when we were like 12 years old called chrisandryan.pixo.com. <laughs> and we had our own different like pages, like a biking page, skiing page, Man. webcam yeah. shots. When you had blog spots and all that. Yeah. Really nice. we had, and then we had a page called Favorite Quotes. Yep. And then sure enough, underneath my name was Giver. Nice. All capitals, awesome. apostrophe, exclamation mark, <laughs> the whole nine yards. And that's when I was, was I 12? 12 or just 14. A young, just a young buck. Yeah, yeah. We mm. were super young. And I didn't even know I even said that word or knew what it was back in the day. So that was like my first like, okay. you know. And then, um, and then yeah, once I moved out west actually, uh, started working at Sunshine, I would just yell giver like all the time <laughs> when we were skiing. If someone was jumping a cliff or about to do something sick, I'd be like, giver. Giver, bud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! And um and 
Yeah, all like my 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 uh, my coworkers and and my friends and and a lot of them were from all these different countries. They they fed off it. And yeah. They started saying giver and yeah. calling me giver. Yeah. And I was like, oh. I think I think for a few months in that first season, I legitimately thought your last name was Giver, <laughs> I Ryan that. Giver. <laughs> I didn't know Le Chappelle was your last. <laughs> Let's go with Ryan Giver. That sounds great. Um, but yeah, it was kind of from that moment forward yep. where I was like, this like I just something clicked in my head like. Mm-hmm. I've always said it, but never really like thought in depth of like the meaning of it and, you know, and stuff like that. And mm. then I just like formulated this like kind of life motto. I want to say from yep. that point forward is just like, give her, it's like, yeah, like give her, give her here, give her there, give her everywhere. Like just the point of life. Yeah. So, and then that motto almost then, I guess that probably leads into the OG give a crew. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Mm. Um, Yeah, kind of led into like, yeah, in college, you know, we were just full giving her. And then in Revy, yeah, I uh, I was roommates with two Swedish guys, Tor and John. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Crazy story how I met them, but I was roommates with them (laughs) and an Aussie guy and and a guy. Yeah, no, that was the next year. Anyways. We formed the Giver Crew, me and my two Swedish buddies, yep. and our friend, the Machine from mm. Switzerland, mm. Nicola, but his nickname was the Machine. Like, still to this day, one of the best skier, like, best skier I've ever skied with. Nice. Anyways, he's Swiss French, and he could barely speak English. Like, like we barely could communicate. Mm-hmm. It was hilarious. Like you and me. <laughs> Giddy. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, anyways, he was just, uh, it, was, uh, it was so good. He was just such a good skier, such a frother. We barely could communicate, but anyways, formed the Giver Crew, had stickers on our helmets. Okay, you know, nice. I bought everyone stickers for Christmas and stuff, and it was it was sweet. Um, and then, yeah, and then me and Kenny, and this, this, well, when you were talking about how you and Aiden got here, mm-hmm. it, it it really reminded me of Kenneth there's, and I moving to Australia for a year. There's some big parallels there. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. You guys just talking about it and coming to the snow and, you know, and, and chasing, chasing this. Mm-hmm. And it was the same for me and Kenneth, but, you know, on your spectrum of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, we got to live there for a year in Byron Bay mm-hmm. and easily one of the best years of my life. Learn how to surf together, which is one of my biggest passions mm-hmm. in life. Mm-hmm. Same for yourself. And um You knew Kenneth from back home though, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Kenneth and I back in the day we knew of each other, but we didn't we didn't like each other. Mm, okay. We went to different elementary schools, yep. hung out with different crews, but we knew each other from up at Blue Mountain, skiing mm-hmm. in Badlands in, in, in the park. And 
rollerblading in mm-hmm. Collingwood. We were the only two rollerbladers in the skate park in Collingwood. There's not many fruit booters out there, so <laughs> I can see how you made friends that way. <laughs> so well, we would be straddling the park with our crews or rollerblade, but but we wouldn't talk to each other. Yeah. We just got of I don't know, we just thought, yeah. uh, whatever. Why do you think that is? Because I have a similar kind of scenario as well I- with another really good buddy. I feel like it was just when we were that age, like this is like 12, 13 years yeah. old. I, Teenage bravado. I think it was just like we hung out with our crews and like we just, yeah. we didn't branch out enough, yeah. you know? Uh, okay. I feel like it wasn't like we were just still shy and wanted yep. to stick around just our yeah. buddies we, we we knew of. We just weren't mature enough, I guess. Yeah. But, I definitely have another, the person I say is my other best mate in the world, Mitchie Royal back in Oz. Same deal. Didn't like him, but he was pretty much me and did all the things I like to do just in a different group. Yeah. And it was some weird teenage angst and bravado about all that. And then when I actually got to know him, I was like, this guy's awesome. Yeah. Why was I such an idiot? And that's the same with, <laughs> with me and Kenny. Yeah, okay. It was like we had our class in high school and it was co- it was a it was a cooking, cooking? class. Nice. I think it was cooking. It yeah. could have been woodworking, but- okay. Man, my memory sometimes, I'm telling you. You're good. He would totally remember that, like hands down. <laughs> <laughs> but um, then we then we got to know each other. And it was the same realization key because it was like, dude, you're on you're awesome. Like you're amazing. Yeah. Why the heck are we not, <laughs> not friends? Like Yeah. And it was from that like moment forward where like, yeah, we So we, from high school years you guys were taught. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. We became friends and we really just became best friends mm. and, and yeah, he's just such a good guy. And it's, it's, yeah, it's crazy when you meet those kind of people that you know that they're going to be the, you mm. know, your best, your best friend, your best mate for the rest of your life. I mean, really? Mm. So yeah, you know, we, we started skiing together. We started doing everything together. Right. Mm. And then, um, you know, in high school, the dream was, it was our dream, you know, me, him, and he, and our buddy Frosty as well. And, you know, we would, we would, and Burmy too. And we, yeah, we would talk about moving out to the mountains. That was the dream. Yeah. It was like, I want to go ski in the mountains and, and, uh, ski pow, learn how to ski pow and everything. And then that dream kind of shifted when we graduated. I obviously moved out to Banff, mm-hmm. right? And Kenneth, uh, went to, uh, chef school mm. in Ottawa. So, you know, um, yeah. So that was kind of a tough period because we thought we were doing it together, and yep. then. Gotcha. But I was obviously stoked for Kenny because one of his biggest passions is cooking, and he you both followed going. respectively your biggest. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, he did that for you know a few years, and then it wasn't until my second year in Revy where. Kenneth came out. Nice. And that was Boys awesome. Reunited. Yeah, the Boys Reunited and and the dream for us both together as friends finally came true. Nice. And uh yeah, what <laughs> what a winter it was for sure. And then uh yeah, then we ended up moving to Australia after yep. that season, living there for a year. Yep. Right. So, such an amazing experience. We'll definitely dive into that. We'll dive into that. Down one. the line. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then um, came back mm-hmm. and I started working at Red and it was the second year that Kenny came out to Red. Nice. I was like, 
dude, he was working at back home for a couple of yep. years. And I was like, bro, you got to come to this place. It. Like, Revy was sick, and this is the next best place. <laughs> like, after that first year, I was j- just jiving, like, yeah. just zoom. Like, anyways, so Feeling then. the force, you reckon? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I was just on one. <laughs> like, just doing this. And then I went to New Zealand to do a ski season at Treble Cone. And then it was like. G- g- given, huh? Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then yeah like i said kenny came out and oh, that was unreal man he mm. fell in love with this place like absolutely fell in love with this place the people just the mountains everything right yeah and then um yeah origin a team giver and then after that season well pretty much as soon as kenneth moved here yeah as soon as he walked in the door I swear I like told him then. I was like, Kenneth, I have an idea. Ah. He's like, what? I'm like, dude, we should apply for the Amazing Race Canada. <laughs> He's like, what? I'm like, Neat. dude, it would be so sick. Mm. It would be the funnest time ever. And he's like, okay, sure, I'm down. So then, you know, we applied, got on the show, and uh, we're frothing. <laughs> like, oh my God. What year was that? That was in 2017. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Heard the news in the office. I was in a trailer at that point. Mm-hmm. When, the, when the trailers were, were still around. Yep. Me and him. Boom. Heard the news. Started freaking out. Just literally running around those resorts <laughs> screaming. Excited. Like just. <laughs> yeah. We couldn't tell anybody either. But anyways. Mm, I guess you would have to be tight-lipped about it all, hey? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. We were under a million-dollar contract. Com- yeah, confidentiality contract. Holy. And it was yep. just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we did tell some people, though, because I mean, our <laughs> friends, like... Uh, I'm not going to be to work tomorrow, boss. <laughs> Why? Ah, oh, no reason. Yeah. Got yeah. things yeah. to do. So, when we were doing our audition video, we did half of it on the red chair and the other half on the top of the T-bar slope. Rad. And Megan was filming this for us. It was, yeah, just during this day. And uh, at the end of our application video, um, we it was just like, because we're team giver. <laughs> just like, yeah. And yeah, literally from that moment forward, like team giver was formed. Nice. I don't even know if we talked about it before saying it like mm. in our application video it was well, just like sounds like it's pretty natural for the two of you at that point in time like yeah yeah that was uh yeah that was it and then um and then yeah we obviously experienced experienced the race and yeah. uh you know just being on tv and it was th- one of the best experiences of my life. Like, no like it was just unbelievable. And I mean, yeah, we not, I don't want to do a spoiler alert. Like if people still want to watch it, they can, but I mean, I got to get to it. Yeah. You got to get to yeah. it. <laughs> so, you know, we made it to the end and ended up as the runners up. Yeah. Came in second. And, um, which is huge. Oh, it was huge. Mm. And that was our goal from the get go. Mm-hmm. It was our goal was to make it to the finals. Nice. That was it. And, uh, you can you hear us getting, you know, like get fired up about that, like during the show. 
and we kind of voice that and 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 through some crazy struggles and you know we'll get into that whenever but through mm-hmm. some crazy struggles it was uh yeah we we accomplished our goal and uh and ended up in second after a crazy finale in Quebec City yeah see i've but, i've never actually seen it i've seen snippets here and there yeah. but my understanding is that this town and all the previous towns you've both been in lived in and around really got behind the two of you on it yeah it was incredible man i mean just the mm. amount of support and love that we felt like when that show started airing because mm-hmm. it would air for 12 weeks in a row yep. every tuesday night during the summer yep it was incredible mm-hmm. and yeah like you said like we put on viewing parties back home in Collingwood nice. that were like, you know, there was like three to 500 people at the viewing party every week. Like it was the, an event. It, it was, it was an event. It was an event every single week. Crazy. And we did the viewing in the Gaty theater. And then we would do one up at blue mountain. And then we would do one outside next to the water. Like hmm. it was, it was incredible. And, one thing that really stuck out with us was the kids Mm. and they were just so like stoked. (laughs) Like, you know, we had team giver shirts and, you know, a bunch of kids wore them. And and I think that's what really touched us most out of anything was these kids coming up to us and wanting photos and just, being just being inspired by watching us on the show and i mean we you know i was about to ask why do you think that is but i think you hit on the head yeah and why do i think that is i i think it's it's completely based on the relationship with kenneth and i Mm -hmm. it's like you know we were deeply connected and and uh we really fed off each other's energy Mm -hmm. But we never would get down on each other. Like, yeah, there's obviously certain uh, scenarios during the race that, you know, you get frustrated with your teammate because, you know, they're not finishing the challenge quick enough or whatever. You can't do anything about that. You know what I mean? So the nature of our relationship was just like, we, it was just full support. And, you know, like we just, we didn't bring each other down. We would pump each other up and keep pushing forward. Yeah, we would get frustrated, but we wouldn't let that affect. Had the bigger a, picture and bigger love and care for each other in mind. Yeah. And did. just giving her. Yeah, totally. So I think, mm, you know. No, definitely. I can see that. And they portray the show well. I feel that. Like a lot of people don't know, and I don't want to dive into it, but like a lot of people think it's a reality show, think it's fake, you know, mm-hmm. like or certain aspects is fake. This show is like, how you see it on TV is exactly how it rolled out. Obviously, they're condensing a one to two or three oh, day yeah. episode into 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. But when you're racing, you're racing and you're on your own. So then what happened for the two of you after that second placing in, in the race? What was next? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we just, we, we wanted to keep that energy going, mm-hmm. you know, like we felt so much love and support and just and good vibes all around. And, uh, and yeah, so we decided that we were going to go into schools 
and talk about Giver and do a speech out of it, mm-hmm. like a motivational speech. Nice. And it was going to be about our experience on the race and our friendship and, and pass it on to the kids. That's what we wanted to do. Because we just experienced the all-time best thing ever. <laughs> and it was like, we need to share this. Totally. Like, we need to, and, and hopefully it'll inspire these youngins yeah. to want to go out and do the same thing, whatever that adventure may be. Yeah. Maybe it's a TV show. Maybe it's, yeah. you know, like whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah. And, and so we went on a tour. We did every elementary school in our region. So like, I think 11 in total, 10 or 11 in total. And then once we came out here, we put all the three Rosslyn schools together and did a big one out here. And um, yeah, it was, it was, it was really cool. It mm-hmm. was incredible. We did it. We were keynote speakers at Selkirk College as well for this big event. Nice. And um, that was like our biggest speech. And, and um Anyways, it was just cool because I graduated in the same spot that we were like yeah, doing the all, speech. All meaningful to you and probably giving back to all those faculties and organizations you've been involved with in, yeah. in your upbringing and help, what places and spaces that helped shape you both. So Totally. Mm. So, you know, it was, um, it was an incredible experience. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about um, passing judgment and, you know, when um, our first experience on the race, when they released the first episode, we won that episode, which was one of the most incredible moments of my life. <laughs> and um, and then when they threw it on social media, like they, we had, you know, a lot of people that were stoked and just like, you know, Team Giver fans. And then there was a lot of people that were just like, like, who are these guys? Like, they're just too, like, like yeah. they're too much. Yeah. You know, they're just, they're too high energy. Like they're, they're faking it. Like they're not. Critics can pop up on all sides. Yeah, yeah. And can be hard not to listen to, even when there's a, a large amount of love coming in the other side too. Totally. Mm. So anyways, we talked to the kids about that and passing judgment, kind of related it to our own struggles when we were kids, you know, and how kind of give advice for them to how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And then we talked a lot about overcoming challenges, mm-hmm. both physical and mental so obviously the race is literally all about that and just relate it to our own lives. Right. And, and, and school for the kids, right. You're not going to be like the best at every subject, you know, like, um, and, and, and we also talked about the, the winning attitude and, and, Mm. and coming in second and, and dealing with that. Yeah. But, uh, really the, the emphasis on, you know, the experience and the journey. Totally. Right. Cause, is yeah, it was insane, but um, so like Team Giver was like you know Rolling. we were going we was like, in motion yeah yeah like yeah. it was we were stoked like it was like I we were on such a high mm-hmm. every every day mm-hmm. you know and looking back it was just such a special time mm-hmm. like such a special period um so anyways yeah we were going strong and then um how did the foundation come to be? Mm. Um, yeah. 2019 Kenneth went out on a hike on his birthday on August 26th. Yeah. I was going to work doing trail building 
And uh, anyways, yeah, went to the iconic mountain, uh, Mount Gimli in the Valhalla. Valhalla's, yeah. And uh, yeah, was hiking up that mountain and, and fell to his death. Mm. So it was, you know, it was, uh, yeah, just the shittiest day of, he was by himself. It was just the shittiest day of my life. Like it was just, yeah. it was, uh, it was just not, soul crusher. Not the call you ever expect or the notice you'd ever expect to be getting. Yeah. Especially with your best part of that period of time. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, uh, you know, it's hard to explain anyone that has lost someone that close to them. Yeah. And Kenneth was obviously my brother. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like he's a brother to me and, yeah. uh, and it was just, yeah, it was a lot and it still is a lot. I mean, I'm, you know, it's still yeah. just a mental struggle and it's been three years now. Mm-hmm. And, um, anyways, so I feel like we don't need to go, yeah, go as deep as you wish into that now, but definitely something we'll unpack and talk earnestly and openly about mm-hmm. in terms of dealing with all of those feelings and yeah un- unimaginable scenario and your own growth moving forward with it so yeah yeah so know that this side and everyone listening has got all the time in the world for it as yeah. we all do for each other so totally man yeah and um pretty yeah so about a year after he passed mm-hmm. you know we, we we were chatting. I was chatting to his mom and yep. his younger brother, Danny. Danny boy, <laughs> I met that one of the first guys I met when I moved here and fell in love with Danny as as a fun rednecking kind of dude. Yeah, and then later learnt of that scenario right. and put the pieces together and was like, because you didn't know when you met him that that no, was his no Kenny's idea. bro. Yeah, and obviously Danny was going through a real hard time with that loss as well. Yeah, um, that winter. So yeah, yeah. You're talking with their mum. Yeah, I was talking with Kathy and Danny, and um, you know, there was a GoFundMe account set up mm. in Kenneth's name, and uh, people raised money so that we could, um, you know, put up um, some memorials mm-hmm. both uh, in Collingwood and here in Rossland. And our original plan was to, you know, use the money to buy like some some nice custom benches or. Figure something out. Yeah. Right. Um, and there was a lot of money raised. There was a little bit of, yeah, overwhelming amount of money. I can um, understand. I can't understand because I haven't been in that position, but I can only try to imagine that, yeah, being overwhelming at the time mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So that, and then we started thinking, well, you know, well, I mean, Kathy was, you know, yeah, like, what, what, what do you want to do with it? And um, what should we do with it? And, um, you know, it was, it was Kathy that pretty much said, Ryan, you, you need to keep team giver going. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, right now I've got goosebumps here and I've got shivers and, uh, I, I guarantee that that was the exact same when, uh, when she said that to me. Mm. It was around the fire and, and yeah. And from that day forward, 
it was pretty much decided that we were going to create something to give back Mm -hmm. to youth and base this off of living out your passions. Yes. And to start, we're going to base it off of Kenneth's two biggest passions being skiing and cooking. Yeah. And support youth that mm. want to do those two things. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Whether it be getting into the sport of skiing or taking those that skill set to the next level, supporting yep. those kids to make that jump. Or for kids like Kenny that were super passionate about the culinary arts industry. Yeah. And uh to 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 provide support to them. Mm. So that was That's the origin. That's the origin. And that was like yeah, from there it was uh okay. We're yeah. gonna create the Team Giver Foundation yeah. in honor of Kenneth McAlpine. Yeah. 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 Man, it's it's yeah. And it was and it was it was big. Like it was a mm. big it was it was a lot for me to like comprehend yeah. what we were starting mm-hmm. and what what I wanted to spearhead. And it's been, there was a lot of internal conversations to kind of dial in like, what are you doing, bro? And what do you want to do for your best bro? Yeah. And I imagine not only internal conversations of direction and kind of where you wanted to go, but also probably some some doubt creeping in itself and yeah like no for sure again i can't empathize and won't ever try to directly but i definitely have spent time and been like as if i lost aiden like the right hand to my left in the fun pursuits is like now trying to clap by itself it's not very loud and it's pretty hard at times yeah but it can still carry some magic in it. Yeah. From what the right hand held. So, yeah. Totally. And, um, yeah, it was just a way to honor Kenneth and our friendship. Yeah. And his friendship with many others. Mm. And, you don't um, meet a fellow who didn't friggin' love him. <laughs> It, it's true, yeah. and and that and that was the thing as well. Yeah, is Kenneth brought the meaning of give back mm. into giver. Yeah, because he was he was just that guy. Yeah, like he's Selfless. easily the most caring person I've ever met in my life. Yeah. And exactly anyone that met him, you instantly were just yeah like. Like he was, you know, it was just, it, you instantly were friends with him or you just like, yeah. there wasn't no bad vibes. He was just, you know. That's, uh, yeah. And, and, uh, Altru- yeah. altruism. And he brought that, that into Team Giver. And mm. that, you know, that was the emphasis of the foundation too was, uh, nice. You know, we're going to honor him and, well, it's been- cherish his spirit in that way of, of, of giving back and and 
and spreading this giver movement and this giver lifestyle that we live together. Which you've and, definitely done in the last few years. Yeah. Like again, learning of those pieces, not knowing, you know, the depth of the origin story till now mm-hmm. and this conversation with you. But witnessing what you've been able to do for youth back home for you in Collingwood mm-hmm. and youth throughout here in terms of getting them involved in the passions of, of skiing and in the culinary arts, it's pretty powerful, dude. Yeah. <laughs> pretty unreal. And I don't Thanks. think there's, you know, again, a person that's met you in this last two years that hasn't recognized the magic of that either. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks a lot. And, um, yeah, it's been awesome. It's been, it's been a wild ride Mm. and it's not an easy step diving into, you know, um, overseeing a, a foundation. Yeah. And it's not like you've ever done it before. (laughs) And a non-for-profit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, there's been so many, like you're, you're doing this and there's still doubts, you know, Mm -hmm. I think we get, we get doubts no matter what. Of course. You know, it's, uh, that's human nature, but, uh, but, um, yeah, it's been, it's been incredible and, um, it's been a, it's been a long journey. It's only been two years, but, um, the way we've been able to grow it and the kids that we've been able to support and the programs we've have implemented recently and continue to implement is, uh, it's good and it feels good. And at times it's a lot of work, but, um, but you just cracked a big grin and you smile. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, you know, I love, I love, I love them. And I love, yeah, I love people. I love helping people out and it's just feels natural and it's definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess for me, again, not, knowing you all that well but starting this com- well <laughs> that was comical uh there's gonna be a little chunky break in that audio because we're both pretty new to this podcasting world i think pretty good at having conversations but uh our bladders might not have yet been uh <laughs> accustomed just to sitting here and talking that long whilst being hydrated uh, <laughs> I've had a couple liters. I was probably not, too much. I was not lasting much longer. <laughs> like I was starting to twitch. I don't know if you noticed. I don't. No, think did, you but were. It was but, like, but it was also a very meaningful conversation. So it was hard to decide. I know, and it sucked. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do this right now. Like it's just this is such a good convo. Anyway. But I guess kind of picking up where we left off, like yeah, seeing what you've been able to do with the Giver Foundation in the last few years where it's grown and the impact it has been crazy I don't know powerful for me to witness and again like I can't empathize with the loss and the the origin completely of it but I wanted to reach out to you start this conversation become involved because everything that the foundation is evolving around is definitely things that I've grown into and adopted as well. And giving back is a fundamental piece of life 
And I think we're going to continue to have a lot of fun having these conversations and then um, I notice things in yourself similar to mine where thrive around a team, thrive around some accountability mm-hmm. and just really, you know, drive a, 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 a new chapter on all the beautiful, meaningful uh, pieces that have led to this point in the last few years of Team Giver. So, yeah. So. Appreciate that, brother. And just stoked that you approached me and and we're having this conversation yeah, now. I mean, dude, I mean, yeah. I, I've, you know, I want to become better friends with you. And it's going to happen. And it's Sticking just meant to happen. Like a bad smell. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just, uh, just, just stoked in general. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, thanks, man. So what's what's next? What's next? Foundation. Yeah, man. What's upcoming real recently, I guess? Yeah, totally. Well, we talked about the film fest, which was sweet. Um, And then we uh, awarded our first two scholarships. Nice. Free ski scholarships. Nice. Yep. Um, And yeah. Ava Aubrey and... uh, Parks. Nice. Yep. One back in Ontario and one here in Roslyn. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so we were stoked to do that. These are, these are uh, kids that are, you know, passionate, like passionate about skiing, you know, wanting to take their skills to the next level, need some support in in doing that. And uh, it was a big step for us, uh, you know, implementing the scholarship program. But, um, we are just stoked with the with the first two recipients and stoked to continue, um, yeah, to continue it. And we're going to be getting into summer scholarships pretty soon here, which mm. we'll talk about on a later date. But yeah, yeah nice. frothing over that too. And then we have our local legends free ski camp. That's going to be fun. Yeah, coming up on January 7th. Yeah. So we got a bunch of local pro skiers and just like really well-known athletes that are going to coach and be mentors. Um, for this one day camp, should we name drop? Oh, of course. Who's on there? We got the Powder Hound on there. Who's the Powder Hound? <laughs> Dane Tudor. Dane Tudor. Dane Tudor, skier, skier of the year. year. Oh my go. God. Wow. Man. And we'll have to get Dane on the podcast. Yeah. That guy seems to pick up anything and just tread on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, not just a pro skier, but like an amazing dirt bike, mountain biker, mountain dirt biking, motocross. Like, I've seen him drive an excavator pretty good too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So we got Dane. We got Simon Hillis. Young Gun. Young Gun. He's, yeah. He's dead. His his attitude is dead set. Yeah. He's so a good great. kid. I man. bump into him in the gym in town yeah. pretty often, and the kid's just making the most of every minute he's got, which is. I say kid, but super inspiring. He's 20 now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll have to get him on here too. And uh, yeah, we got Mikey Mike Hopkins. Hopkins. Yep. Talked about Mikey. We got Sally Steves. Shredder. One of the best. Water skier. F- yeah, one of the best female skiers I know. And uh, Kirsty Axner. Yeah, legend as well. Totally. Katie Spillhouse. Gabe Goodow. Gabe Goodow. Gabe. I saw Gabe today. He's like, dude, I just got back from uh, surfing. And he's like, I literally just. And he's got he's skinning up the mountain. He's just frothing. I'm yeah, like, man, I I overheard him 
I don't know if it was last year or before, like, yeah, I'm going to tame it back. <laughs> Just do like 20 and 30 foot drops, not the 50s anymore. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I want to be doing that at, at Gabe's age. No offense, buddy, but yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. You know? Oh, yeah. He's still just full giver. Um, anyways, yeah, we've got a we got a stacked lineup, and uh, we're going to put on this youth mentorship program for mm. one day. I have up to 40 kids sign up. I think 25 kids are already signed up, which is rad. January 7th, it's going to be awesome. Mm. That is awesome. Yeah. So things, that's what's going on right now. Things are moving. We like it. Yeah. Speaking of moving too, man, I'm just killing these segues. No, I'm going to get better at these segues. Uh, it started snowing outside again. Unreal. It's It's been going. It's been going all episode, let's, man. Let's, oh, I haven't seen it through. The, you've been sitting in the hot seat. I know. I got seat. this like, like line here. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, I think, uh, I think that does it. That's a pretty good way to wrap her up and get the origin stories done. Make sure you're following the Team Giver Foundation on all the social medias that'd be instagram that'd team be giver facebook yeah uh if you got any questions you should reach out to us via email what's the team giver email right <laughs> team giver foundation at gmail.com nice and uh we'll hopefully get a podcast email soon yeah we'll figure we're it out we're just it. one step at a time <laughs> we had to figure out this again tonight and uh i guess yeah, if you've got any questions for us about it, reach out there. Uh, how do the listeners find your wide world on the interwebs? <laughs> at Ryan Giver. Nice. And you're at Kigaroo. At Kigaroo. It's sticking. Perfect. <laughs> I didn't name myself that, but it's sticking. Okay, Keegs. Well, I just want to say thank you for the episode tonight, Thanks, man. Brother. It was a great first episode, second episode, whatever it's going to be. <laughs> and uh, it's just good to kind of, I think, give yeah you guys just kind of more of a perspective on yeah. why we're starting this up, mm-hmm. why we're here, why we're doing it together. And we just wanted to explain that for you on this episode. So... Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks and for listening, folks. Stoked to uh, talk to you soon. Till next time. Give her. Give her. Yoo!